Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Paul. And we're going to challenge you to transform your financial future through the principles of the most profitable business in the world, banking. We believe everyone should be involved in two businesses, the business that you're in and the banking business. Everyday people can replicate what bankers have been doing for centuries to leverage capital and build wealth through private lending. Join us as we uncover the truths about money, expose lies and myths, and flip conventional financial advice on its head. Here we go. What's up, Paul? Dude, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Oh, no, the next day. Yeah, we'll see you in two days, man, in oh Canada. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got a Canadian shirt. I need to, uh, I need to dig out of my drawer that... Uh, we had the beer Olympics a couple of years ago at a friend's house. Um, so I have, a, I was team Canada just by luck of the draw. So, and I have heritage there, right? So my, my dad's side, my uh, Fougere, obviously. So well, I've got a denim shirt too. Isn't that a Canadian shirt? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is not denim. It's just a, a red shirt with a white maple leaf on it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to wear a Canadian tuxedo. At every meeting we go to, just all denim, <laughs> <laughs> denim Dan. Yeah, you Let's, could. Yeah, yeah. I still got a pack. Uh, I got to find all my clothes because we're just we've been moving into the house for the last five days, and it it just happened to be the hottest stretch of weather and most humid weather uh, all year long, it's like in the nineties and humid here. Um, you moving into that house, moving out of two houses into one house, downside like trying to get rid of stuff, selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. That's a pain, and uh, it is. Yeah, when which is why I'm currently in a different setting, and I don't have my usual mic. So if I sound different, that's why, because um, my house doesn't have Wi-Fi yet. So the, there's a model house across the street that they office out of, and they said I could use it because nobody's here today. So I'm just hanging out in this model house. Pretty good deal. Yeah, it is nice. Kids don't bother me over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of time today, unfortunately, because we're kind of on a time crunch with uh, stuff going on this afternoon. But uh, um, yeah, we wanted to jump in. I think we'll just do some Q&A today, huh? So... Yeah, we've had some, we get some questions and other things will come up, I think. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Well, the Q&A is always good because a lot of these questions are, in fact, a lot of them are questions that come up after somebody's had a policy enforced for, for some time and they're still unclear about, or maybe you learned at one time and then you forgot and, and then it came to your mind like, oh, how does that work? So. Yeah, I had a, I had a proud moment today, actually. One of my clients, Chris, who, whom you know, reached out and he just had his anniversary on one of his policies and he's looking for a enforced illustration, which is what I coached him on during the process a year and a half, two years ago. Like, Hey, we'll do this, you know, every year. And, uh, so yeah, he reached out and I'll run that for him and send it on the way just so he can see what's going on. And nice. It's always fun yeah. to compare those. Yeah. Cause illustrations are never going to look the same. Like the, the illustration you start with, it's not going to be the same as the one that, that the, a year later when you're running in force. Yeah. Yeah. And why is that? Um, no dividends, um, outstanding loans, um, primarily I think is, the, yeah, you know, the I, I would say, I would say two like dividends for sure. Um, depending on direct recognition, non-direct loans, 
and then you have um did you pay all of your premium on time right yep yes or no you know if you if you had intended to pay annually or the first year you paid annually and then you go to like monthly payments years two and three um that affects it a little bit um yes for sure but yeah for sure if you didn't pay all the premium that you that you plan to pay like you didn't maximize the pua it's going to look different it will yeah, that question comes up too. Can I ever, can I change my mode of premium? Like my locked into annual, if I start annual, if my locked into monthly, if I start monthly, am I locked into quarterly or whatever? And of course the answer is no, you can, you can change your mode of premium whenever you'd like. Yeah. Uh, I always encourage people, the goal should be to, to strive toward paying annually, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, which begs the question, well, if I'm paying annually, I have to save up money in somebody else's bank. For yeah, that comes year. up a lot too, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. And they don't want to do that. Yeah, because they're so, yeah, especially once you get the policy going, because you're like, I, I don't like the idea of putting my money in somebody else's bank. I had someone ask the other day, can I pay my next year's premium six months early if I have the money? Yeah. And I said, no. <laughs> I get that every once in a while. In fact, sometimes I get uh, a client that says, hey, I just paid I just paid year two premium and it's been six months since they paid the first year. And I was like, uh, you're going to want to probably take that money back because they're just going to hold it for you. Um, right. Or apply it towards an outstanding loan. Right? So if somebody's got an outstanding yes. loan, I, I think some people are, are so hell bent on paying annually because we really push, Hey, pay annually whenever you can. But if yeah. you're, if you've got an outstanding loan and you're storing your capital in somebody else's bank, because you want to build up that annual premium, that's, that's the, not the most efficient way to, to go about it. You're better now, off and you paying off that loan. No question. You covered that too on a previous episode that that came up and and you had someone just storing, like doing that, storing money in a savings account somewhere for next year's premium. Meanwhile, there's an outstanding loan on the side. It's like, my dude, pay that loan off, my, my man. Like, Yeah. Like, and I think it's because maybe people don't understand how the interest is calculated and how loan yeah. repayment works. So maybe let, let's go off that. So how does how does interest on the loan work in the first place? Yeah, so you take a policy loan out and interest starts being charged or calculated. If you don't make any payments in a year, the, it's going to roll over at interest. And a right. lot of people will see that on their annual statement when they log into their policy to pay their premium right around that time. They'll see some sort of, some companies call it like, I think loan capitalization or something. Yep. And they'll see a, a, and, a, and they're like, Paul, what what is this? And I was like, well, that's the interest. That was the accrued interest that was just charged. Um, and they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And they do the math and whoa, magic, it comes out exactly right. Yeah. Um, but I, what I like to tell people is this, is I mainly use policy loans uh, for income producing things. So something like real estate, 
syndication or regular old real estate ownership that I own directly myself or some other private opportunity, right? So all those cash flows, whether they're monthly, quarterly, biannually, whatever, annually, those all get put back against a policy loan. Right. Um, because I consider my policy loans as, how can I put this? They're not like a loan, like a, like your normal car loan or mortgage, right? Like I see that money again. Yeah, right. very like quickly. A, like a revolving door of money is kind of how I think of it. So I'm just putting money back into my own banking system. Yep. And I can take it right back out a couple of weeks later if I want. Exactly. So, so here's a here's an example for people who are maybe saving money in an account to have next year's annual premium saved up so they can take care of that in one payment, yet they also have an outstanding loan balance. So let's say you took a $10,000 loan and let's say the interest is 5%. Well, if you don't pay any of that 10,000 back for that year, at the end of the year, you will have accrued $500 in interest, right? That's 5% of $10,000. Yep, correct. So, but let's say at the six month point, you actually had $5,000 come to you and you, you, you applied that towards the outstanding loan. So you had a 10,000, six months later, you got 5,000 that you, you pay off half of that. So now you have 5,000 that you're paying interest on. Well, at the end of the year, it'll be less than $500 yes. that you're paying. It'll actually be, cause you only paid that 5% for on 10,000 for six months. Right. Yes, so there's you, 250. There's 250. Roughly. And then you paid six, half a year on $5,000, which is 125. Okay. Right? Is that right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know either. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it'd be 250. No, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. You had 250. But that's, yes. you're right, 125 though, because that, that would be 250 for a full year. So you only paid half a year. That's 125. So at the end of the year, yeah. you add those numbers together, you really only paid $375 in interest instead Correct. of 500. We were saying the same thing just at different times. Yes. So there's a slight delay. I'm sure that was completely clear to everybody listening. So, <laughs> bottom line, like, if you pay that interest or that loan back throughout the year, you're going to pay a, a smaller volume of interest over the year. Yes. Right? Sure. Because it's calculated daily what your outstanding balance is. That's right. And then yep. uh, it's accrued annually. So and you're making principal payments when you make payments. Yeah. So you're saving yourself money by repaying those policy loans as quickly as possible right. because that's less volume of interest you have to pay over the year. So it makes no sense take, to hold on to that money. No, it doesn't. You know, there might be in some cases right now, because interest rates have gone up and policy loan rates, they 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 went up for a a, a little bit. But and then, you know, the le recent ones have been 5%, at least with the company that I have my policies with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there a way to earn? You know, I would say this, obviously, if you can earn more, maybe there's some short, sort of online bank that you found uh that's you know paying five and a half or six maybe that might be worth but you're going to be taxed in that money anyway so you really have to make the judgment call of you know is it worth it i'd rather right. just frankly that's not a big enough spread for me to really care so i'm just gonna and i'm gonna get taxed on it so i might as well just pay off that's a good point mode. so it would really need to be more like seven or eight percent that you're yeah, earning on it yeah. to even break even 
to to make yeah. it right because you have to pay the tax. It's kind of like yeah. you know these you know some of these companies will pay for you know pay for uh, you know trips that you earn right, but then it's you know income. You know it's counted as income. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna. It's anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's all good. So, but no, that's that's a that's a good question. Policy loan interest is important, but again, I I'm with you. I think um, that knowing what to do with next year's premium, some of the companies, or at least most of them, probably have riders where you can put money, you know, a couple of years worth of premium into uh, what they call like a premium deposit fund rider that will earn interest. Some of them have additional riders that earn higher interest, maybe in the four to five percent range currently. Yeah. So that might be something if you don't need to maintain your liquidity, um, when you just have ten years worth of premium, that could be an option for you as well. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, and if, uh, you know, if you don't pay that interest at the end of the year, like you said, it just gets added to the outstanding loan balance and now you're paying interest on that. So, but so bottom line, anytime you have the excess cash just sitting around in somebody else's bank, apply it to your outstanding loan balance. No reason not to. There's no reason not to. Yeah. Um, so to answer Tammy's question, is it simple interest? Yes. Um, and then the interest compounds annually. Yes. Uh, and then if you didn't pay that interest, yes, that would be added to the balance. So yeah, she, she basically walked herself through all the, the correct conclusions. Um, so spot on. Yep. Um, how about this one? Because this is one, uh, you know, our, our good friend and financial guru, financial entertainer, um, who's currently undergoing a $150 million lawsuit because of a, uh, a timeshare company he promoted um, or, a, you know, a, a company that's supposed to get you out of timeshares. Um, Who does timeshares still? Have you ever been to one of those timeshare sales yeah. things? Those guys like all but put you in an arm bar to get you to sign My, a paper. We had one in the eighties and we used it once in Florida when I was a kid. 1988 and i don't know i don't use my parents yeah like how that they got out of it or whatever but But that's why there's so many people who want to get out of them so um you know mr ramsey promoted a company that hey they'll get you out of this timeshare and the guy earned how many millions of dollars by promoting this did i hear 30 it was at least 30 yeah 30 million dollars by promoting this company and this company is and now he's being sued don't quote us that but you can go read yeah. about it on it's on the news now but all these people uh you know contacted this company and this dude basically uh took their money and didn't do anything for them i just you know we get beat up as insurance guys right when you, you can go onto these youtube channels and and um you know people will be oh you don't need whole life insurance you can do this you can do that whatever and that's certainly his his pitch uh and then you've got this you know these things come out and you know all these people you know millions of people literally millions of viewers soaking up what these people say as the gospel for finance. Yep. This is the way to do it. Every person, same way, day in, day out. Yeah. Separate yourself from your money for 40 years. Cookie cutter. It's like DR Horton house. No offense to anybody, Um, you know, slap them up and get you moved in. But it's like, uh, this is just, I can't, I want to, you know what? I want to go on the next episode if this is talked about and just see the comments like, we're with you, you know? Yeah. 
Well, you know, and we're being blamed. Like the only reason we would ever sell whole life insurance is to make a big old fat commission. Um, as if, you know, one, as if there's something uh, inherently wrong with cap capitalism and trying to make money. Um, but two, that that's our only motivation. Right. Yet, uh, you know, he can go on and promote some company that he never did any work with in the first place because he didn't own a timeshare. Well, um, and accept right. money from just, them, regardless of their performance. That's right. And, right. You know, the difference is you and I and other IBC practitioners, we're consumers of whole life insurance. We exactly. are not only IBC practitioners authorized through the NNI, but we are users of IBC in our personal and and business lives. So I think that's the fundamental difference. I'm not pitching, you know, get out of your timeshare company and, you know, we're an ad-free podcast, right? We don't promote anything except even a banking concept as conceived by Nelson Nash. So, um, but anyway, people, this will be forgotten because people's attention spans are like three seconds and uh, the history of now forget tomorrow. So yeah. whatever, but it's just, it's just funny that Wait till they wait till they find out like that buy term and invest the difference and buy mutual funds over forty years doesn't work out. Well, like a, a lady um, who I spoke with just this afternoon who came in, you know, she's a podcast listener. She her eyes uh, were opened up when she saw how her parents were being affected by the drop in their four hundred one k during retirement. It's and real. She's like now they're suffering, and she's like, I I actually saw the firsthand effects of. If you only have a tax deferred qualified plan in place in the stock market, and the market drops, and that's all you have, whew, that can make retirement very short. Either you're going to worry yourself to an empty grave or you're going to go back to work. Yeah. And let's face it, your retirement shouldn't be based on like timing the market. But we hear about that all the time. Like it's that's just the way it is. Well, I got to work another three years because the market dipped. And of course, my, my, advisor we were still all insecurities at, on a on an aggressive you know or moderately aggressive uh you know account distribution mm -hmm. or whatever right and where they should have been in cash or or fixed income or something uh, -huh. uh and then yeah so now they're now they're caught having to work another three to five years or ten years until the market recovers or whatever that means gets back to where they need it Right. And oh, by the way, with all the money printing, their account's not worth crap now anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and not that people shouldn't be investing somehow and trying to, to grow their money. That's what you sh I mean, you should be trying to grow your capital. Um, but you got to have some certainty somewhere. Like if yeah. you have zero certainty in your portfolio, what are you going to do when that market takes a hit? Every five years, you can expect a downturn every five years. And if you live 30 years in retirement, that's six downturns you could experience. Easy. You know, seven. You maybe. Know, just imagine Dave had, you know, if you had taken, and I'm not recommending anyone ever do this. I'm just, although I do it, but anyway. But imagine a 40 year old dividend paying whole life policy uh, design as, as, as we design them. And, you know, you've been paying on it 40, 50 years and you're making that premium and that premium is producing five times or six times in cash value what the premium just was a couple of weeks before. Right. Right. Like that's certain. That's certainty. That's that's certainty. And that would be very nice realistic. to have kind of a, I mean, 
I don't want to call it a, a, a money changing machine, but I mean, if you could put $1 in and get $5 back, how many dollars do you want to put in at that point? As many as I can. As many as you possibly can, but you can't put them in if you didn't plan for it ahead of time. So don't wait. I mean, you know, you're 50 years old. That's not too old. 40 years old, not too, too old. 20 years old, not too young to start thinking about that. So just do it. Take action and get it done. Yep. Yeah. When you look at some juvenile policies or some young, young American policies, they later in life, I mean, they are just phenomenal. Oh yeah. I mean, incredible. So, so good. Um, Yeah. I can't wait for my kids to get, uh, you know, well, I can't, I don't want them to grow that fast, but when they're my age, uh, I'm going to be asking, Hey, how's your policy doing? And I'll just wait for them to say, thank you, dad. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Wise father. Yeah. Now take me to Chick-fil-A. Yep. Now take me to furs for the, uh, early bird special. (laughs) <laughs> Which is basically what I got to do now, man. You got baseball at five thirty. You got to get there at five. Got to leave at four forty-five. So you got to eat dinner at like four thirty. We're either eating yeah. dinner at four thirty or eight o'clock. Our season's over. They won the championship on Saturday. So nice, man. We went into yeah. extra innings on Sunday and lost the championship to an undefeated team. So that was a bummer, but um, good for you guys, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like the second. It was like. The way they do the playoffs here, it was just a two-game playoff, and the second game is the championship game. But it was like bracketed, so we had a we had a five hundred record. So we played other teams that had similar similar records, if that yeah. makes sense. And then, so I think they had two two tiers, and we were in the in the lower the lower. But it was still good baseball, it was good games, and some great defense. Anthony scored the winning run in the first game. Oh, that's you probably awesome. saw it on yeah, it was it was, it was on, uh, it's on yeah, Facebook. you post on it's Facebook great. all the time about it. That yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's fun, man. Well, now you can enjoy the rest of the summer, huh? Like without yeah, all those he's commitments. Got some, they've got some camps and whatever. and uh, Yeah. But yeah. But um, anyway, is that it or do we want to do anything else? Um, I think, unfortunately, based on time, I got to roll. All right. But. Well, folks, keep sending the questions in. These are these are excellent questions. There aren't, there aren't any dumb questions, really. I mean, this is um, – but let me tell you something. Don't overcomplicate the infinite banking concept. Don't overcomplicate dividend-paying whole life insurance. These are literally the simplest financial concepts to grasp. They really are. It's literally easy. Pay significant premium relative to your income. Let the let the custodial company, right, or the life insurance company that you're part of that you're of, an owner of, do yep. its job, and you will be fine. Yep. There you go. You heard it here first. It's my tip of the day. Well said. Well said, my friend. All right. Well, everybody, until next time, control your capital. Or somebody else will. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to have a conversation with us to see how you can become your own banker, or if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to tackle on a future episode, please send us an email to davidandpaul at theibcguys.com. And subscribe and leave us a review if you're on Apple. Follow and leave us a five-star review if you're on Spotify. And please share this with your friends. We'll see you next week.